0: Welcome to the RSVP In Conversation With Member podcast. RSVP is a member community for the global luxury wedding and party industry. And every week I interview a different member. After half an hour, you'll know them like old friends. Sit back and enjoy. My guest today describes herself thus. I grew up in the 1960s, making me one of the elders of the weddings and events industry in a leafy suburb of North Manchester, where I was brought up in a close-knit Jewish family. From the age of eight, I attended a private girls' school, and funnily enough, James Lord was also a pupil at the boys' school across the road. Sadly, our paths never crossed in that time. At this traditional school, that's putting it mildly, I think, I was considered a suitable candidate for medical school. Pushed into study in maths and sciences, I was very much a goody-two-shoes school and the first act of rebellion was when I instead applied to study psychology at university to this day and still hear the headmistress saying, what's my dear, what will you do with a psychology degree? What I did was obtain a graduate position with a telephone market research company in the UK and moved to London. Living there in the 1980s was a fun and formative experience. We worked hard and played hard, reveling in the era of the long, boozy lunch. Many of the technological innovations we take for granted were born at that time computers the internet and mobile phone i can clearly remember sitting in a meeting with a mobile phone company orange as they were about to launch and being told one day landlines will become redundant and we will all have our own personal number yeah right we all thought but what did we know during this time i met and married my future husband freddie and we've now been happily married for 36 years and have 33 grown-up children Despite my business requiring a lot of overseas travel, my family have always been and continue to be my highest priority. Birthdays and Christmases are all about spending time together. So gifts often revolve around get-togethers and experiences. We're also a family that loves to ski with family holidays involving ski trips to Europe, the US and Canada. During the 90s, I progressed to managing director in the agency, which by this time had been bought by the Maxwell Group. I was at the helm when Robert Maxwell fell off his boat and dealt with all the fallout, not knowing if my staff would have jobs, be paid, and let's just say it was a few years before our pensions finally came back to us. Those of you of a certain age will remember this time well, and I do. I then took a step back from all of this and, ruining the late 90s and early 90s, focused mainly on my kids whilst working alongside my husband in his retail business. However, as the kids became less dependent, I started to get itchy feet, having always been an events hobbyist, getting involved with school events, charity balls and so on. I was offered a job working as a caterer as part of their in-house events team. I truly believe it was the best grounding for what I do now and taught me everything I needed to know about the back end of weddings and events. To anyone who comes to me asking how they should launch their wedding planning business, I'll tell them this route is a good one. My passion for weddings grew whilst working for the caterer. My business was born as a desire to work intimately and intensely with just a small number of couples at the time to help them create their magical memories. I launched as an independent wedding planner, known at the time as Ritzy Events. The rebrand to Elegante by Michelle Jane came, came later. The next step was branching out into destination weddings, the first of which was exactly 10 years ago. I'd let you into a little secret. At first, I turned it down. What did I know about planning a wedding in a foreign country with suppliers who spoke a different language? And maybe luckily the couple persisted. I took it on and have never looked back. Michelle, you can charge more for destination weddings. I've since worked hard on building relationships throughout Europe with venues and suppliers involving lots of international travel. 2022's business flight count was 35. These days, about 60% of my weddings are Jewish and interfaith Jewish. What I don't know about Jewish weddings and working with the Jewish community could have written on the back of a postage stamp. Jewish weddings are what I'm known for, particularly in the industry, but what I love is that I also attract couples who are not Jewish who are drawn to my style and my service. As a new business set up in later life, I am proud of what I've achieved and I'm a fierce champion of women in their 50s and older, running businesses that require skills we couldn't even have imagined back in the 80s. We've come a long way from typewriters and fax machines. That said, building a successful destination wedding planning business hasn't happened overnight or easily. It's required sheer determination, hard work, education, and putting myself out there. Planning comes naturally to me, but learning how to build a new business in the 21st century required huge effort. It's all paid off, and this year has been my most successful ever. I consider myself hugely fortunate to have found a career that I'm so passionate about, it's work, but I love it. Welcome, Michelle Jacobs.
1: Thank you, James. Delighted to be here.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So, let's talk about <laughs> your childhood. <laughs> and, In Barry And my influence <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah, my part of it. No, no, no I didn't. <laughs> uh,
1: how different it would have been. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you were there from the age of eight. At Berry Grammar School.
1: I was. I was at a Jewish primary school up until the age of eight and then just got plucked out and put into Berry Prep School, um, which, um, yeah, was quite a surprise to me at the time, um, but quite formative. And um, I think my parents were just quite forward thinking and very keen for me to have a decent education as a woman in the 60s and 70s growing up.
0: And um, do you have a first memory? Obviously, it was probably before you went to BGS, but um, do you have a first memory of growing up in in Borough?
1: (laughs) So my grandparents were very involved in our lives, my maternal grandparents, and and I can remember Sunday lunches, my my grandma's chips, to this day still the best chips that I've ever had, and a really traditional... Jewish Sunday lunch of salt beef and, and chips and, and latkes um, those sorts of things. So that's okay. what I remember that's, well. Uh,
0: that, that's a real northern cuisine up there, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? It really is sort of, yeah. you know... Um... <laughs> Meat and two <laughs> veg. Um, <laughs> I was also brought up on a similar diet. I can mm-hmm. assure you. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. So okay, and then you went to BGS from the age of eight, and you were there towards, until you were eighteen. Until so I was
1: eighteen, went off yes, to okay. university.
0: And um, sadly, our paths didn't cross, but we weren't there at the same time. Were no, we? I'm no, not I'm a sa- little
1: bit older than uh, you, James. Well, well, I
0: was about to say I'm not going to say who is who, <laughs> who is older, but um, mm. anyway. But mm. were you there when Victoria Wood was there? Or did you miss her? No,
1: so I, she was before my time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she was before my time, yeah.
0: Now, as you are the only person I'll probably ever interview that also went to the same school as me. I.
1: My, it's my claim to phone. <laughs> oh, it's
0: mine, it's mine, it's mine. <laughs> yes, uh, what do you think sort of makes someone a Berryite Because we both are. We were, we were both obviously born in the same kind of, I mean, I was born in, in Fairfield Hospital in Berry. What do you think sort of makes us very people or, or or northerners that sort of continues to this day, 40 years later? Yeah, whatever?
1: I do think, for me, the connection to the school has always been there and always remains, and the whole old girls things is is fairly strong. To this day, I'm still connected with lots of girls that... I was at school with, and I th- we 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 all have the same memories of growing up at that time of marching up on Founder's Day to Berry Parish Church. Do you remember, remember that?
0: I do remember that. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: Of of the the bowl, the yellow uh, yellow the grey bowler hats we used to have to wear to school. Uh, the sixth formers that used to come around when we were on the buses going home and tell us off if we weren't wearing our hats and our blazers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Miss Morris, who was the deputy head, who used to patrol the road between the boys' school and the girls' school and tell us off if we were caught talking to the boys. <laughs> I, I think these days, the two schools are, by all accounts, much more integrated. But back then, we were not allowed any contact oh, with the boys. Oh, my God.
0: It was like going to Mars, going across Bridge <laughs> yeah, Street. Yes. Bri- Bri- Bridge, Bridge Road. road yeah. Yes, yes. It really yeah. was. It was... Um... <laughs> it was just yeah. bizarre and yeah. it was was miss batty there i mean
1: miss batty was there for my last final year right, she okay. was there I, for mean, my upper six I mean i
0: mean you couldn't make it up it was like something out of a a 1950s comedy <laughs> yeah. thing that involved a school you know there's headmistress called miss batty and she <laughs> bloody well was right. I, mean, <laughs> I mean i mean yeah, it was just bizarre. Yeah, yeah. I, I anyway. was
1: through the Miss Lester era, who was <laughs> her right. predecessor. But okay. similar sort of, you know, stereotypical headmistress figure.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, well, let's move on from reminiscing about um the the industrial north in the, in the 1980s and 70s. So, okay, we're all creative in this industry, and it, it's interesting that, that you came from the career that you did, but but, but we are all creative. And so... Are you into music? Is, is do you have a favourite band musician?
1: It's not a huge thing for me. That's not to say I don't enjoy music, but it's not a passion for me. I would say.
0: Okay. Um, okay. You know,
1: back at school, I think it was the Bay City Rollers. And... <laughs>
0: <laughs> now you are showing your age. The um, <laughs> the um and but is it maybe other art forms? Um, is it TV, film, architecture, art?
1: It, you're, you're drawn back to we're all creative so where do we draw our influences from yes correct I, yes yeah I, I think for me um you know always had an interest in in you know uh the artist the impressionist but i think it is actually more about things like interior design and things like that and fashion yeah. that are more of a, an interest than than you know more of the what we might call the pure art forms
0: okay, okay and do you have a favorite film or tv show or genre I have lots of a lot
1: rom coms. Real guilty pleasure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you have a favourite rom com or, or favourite oh, fa- well, favourite half dozen?
1: For years, it was probably Dirty Dancing, and that's showing my age again. Um, <laughs> but uh, anything? Do you know? I think. Um, I've, you know, even before this career, I've always worked hard and had a strong work ethic. And when it comes to downtime, I like something that actually I don't have to use my brain for. So it really, it really is the sort of the films that you can just sit back, relax, watch, have a giggle, have a have a cry, and just feel quite glowing at the end. So yeah, okay. rom coms okay. are perfectly fit that genre. Yeah, I would say you know, going back years, one of the films that had the most impact on me, which probably many people haven't heard of, was Midnight Express. I remember that film has never ever left me. Oh yes,
0: me. yes, I, I bet not tell you that we're going to go to Istanbul with RSVP next year.
1: <laughs>
0: Sorry, Just... <laughs> people would people will know that joke if if, yes. if, if, if they've seen the movie. And yeah. Tur- Turkey is a very different place, I think, from when that that was filmed. But yeah, no, that is um, it's an amazing film, is it? I, Alan Parker isn't it and um, but yes I mean it's um if if you ever want to commit a crime then see that film before you do it yeah. you? it's probably the best good, good <laughs> the advice. best thing to say yes yes okay if you could choose from anything in the world what would you eat?
1: Probably Chinese um, or oh, a great Chinese restaurant near to where we live we always say that my kids were weaned on it um, <laughs> and is always the, <laughs> the place to go for celebrations so probably Chinese but also. Given all the work that I do in Italy, Italian food <laughs> okay. every day of the week. Okay.
0: Wonderful. Mm. Okay, mm. and imagine your house—you have a bar. In fact, you probably do have a bar in your house, and a great bar person is behind the bar, very hot, uh, and and he or she is going to make you your best drink and and anything. What would it be?
1: Gin and tonic every time.
0: Um, any particular gin?
1: I'm, I'm, I'm... a. <laughs> Very straightforward girl. Give me a Tanqueray and tonic with a slice oh. of lime, and I'm happy. The number of times I've looked looked at all the fancy gins, tried all the fancy gins, all the botanicals, cocktail lists with with um, gin as the component, but when it comes to it, a really well made gin and tonic does it every time.
0: Beaver Tree or Schweppes?
1: Do you know what Schweppes?
0: <laughs> and oh. I know, that, uh,
1: yes. I just Ooh. I just think I I'm, I, know, I know this is not a popular opinion but somehow the fever tree changes the flavor of the gin in my humble opinion.
0: Okay. Mm. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Mm. So, you're having a dinner party in your home. Yeah. Ken Holmes is coming in to cut you a chinese meal for everybody yeah okay and, and you might have a bit of pasta as well on the side and you've got tanqueray and swept tonic for, <laughs> for everybody um but if they can have some italian wine i think if you so who do you have around the table it can be anyone alive or dead this is your dream dinner party yeah
1: so you're going to ask me to choose somebody who who is a famous person that everybody's heard of not necessarily no, actually, um My two favourites to have around my table are, and I know this sounds terribly cliched on both counts, is my family Yeah. one, and and Friday night dinners have always been hugely important to me, the traditional Jewish Friday night dinner. Uh But also my bestest friends, because during the wedding season, I really miss them. And they know that I disappear for a few months and I don't even yep. speak to them. And then at this time of year, I start to put dates in the diary to see them all. And it's the best. It's like a homecoming. It's just wonderful. So those, well, that's that's my favorite, just to be in relaxed company with friends who really understand you and get you. And you can just have a real laugh with.
0: That's really wonderful. That's really wonderful. So after you do all your destination weddings, and I mean, I used to run a company doing them and they are a killer. They absolutely are a killer. I know. What do you do after you've just come off the back of a few of them and you've absolutely killed yourself? Where where do you go to just just get away from it all?
1: Well, after a few days in bed, um... <laughs> 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 so um, this this year and quite often we we have um, like a, a, the equivalent of a timeshare in La Manga in Spain, and it's like a home from home. And a week there on a sunbed is just the best medicine to do nothing and this year i abs- i actually did not uh, we were there in september didn't even open my laptop i had a week there sitting oh, wow. on the sunbed my kids all came for a few number of de- uh, several de- none for the whole week few num- a few days at a time and it was it that really did recharge the batteries
0: okay so most people have a bucket list mm. and and you know we're, we're of a similar age and we've probably ticked off a few things on it so far but what's to come what do you still want to do in life and that's on a bucket list not not professionally we'll talk about that later
1: okay um i'd like to buy a chalet in a ski resort because that that is that is another sort of pastime I, I,
0: that's not a, a, a good ski few destination weddings that's not as fit <laughs> as
1: i used to be so it yeah skiing doesn't come as naturally as it used to do but Back in the day, I was I was quite a good skier. So, yeah, that's definitely on the bucket list. More travelling for traveling sake rather than travelling because I'm jumping on a plane to do a destination wedding. Just to, you know, people think it's such a glamorous thing, but you so rarely get to see masses, and I just would like to travel further afield than I do with my destination weddings.
0: When you were a key skier, where was your place to go to, or, or, or where's your fate, or maybe you just went so just once
1: when my kids were young it was a real family thing and we would ski at least twice during a ski season and we would do one trip usually over the Christmas New Year holiday that was further afield so we go to America or Canada we've skied in Whistler we've skied in Beaver Creek, Vale, fabulous holidays my kids still talk about them to this day and then in the Easter holidays we'd, we'd ski in Europe in Mainly in France, yeah, and and then we'd fit in weekends away as well if we could. So yeah, it was great. Great.
0: Now after a few sort of tankers and Schweppes
1: mm. <laughs> you're never allowed to let me forget the Schweppes are you? Yeah, yeah, no, not. <laughs> um, and
0: and you may have had maybe one one more than maybe you wanted or well, well or or you were able to consume. Does a special talent come out? Are you a singer or you? A dancer oh, absolutely
1: or? not a singer. <laughs> 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 uh, and i'm not sure that i'm a dancer these days Though <laughs> i don't know the last rscp in madrid i think i had gave it a good go. <laughs> I,
0: I, I seem to remember that yes 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 yeah. what, do you have a special talent that comes out even if you're not drunk
1: a bit, a bit of a card player, like a good game oh, of cards. Oh, right, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yes. A bit of a casino, we've done that together as well, haven't we, James? As we but did, like, yes. Yeah, geez. no, like a card game. I play bridge, which probably surprises quite a lot of people.
0: That's something that requires a lot of brain power, does, does bridge. Yeah,
1: I've got yeah, a lot of brain yeah. power. Well, I went well, to very well, grammar school.
0: Yeah, Well, well of course, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. no, no, but I think I've only played bridge when I've been had some drinks inside me, so it's a sort of, you know, yes yeah. you know, so deal from the wrong hand and things like that <laughs> <laughs> anyway lots of us to get
1: involved and lots of rules now it's uh, yes, i've yes. uh, played bridge since we first got married which it is years and years of experience it's not like any other card game but we also play all the fun card games as well that you do need to drink a lot for
0: yeah and your husband is your partner is he your bridge partner
1: yes yes yeah, yes so yeah, yeah. you
0: so you have all the signs sort of you say <laughs> a club yes you know <laughs> two spades uh, you know and, and, and uh,
1: <laughs> it's usually why did you put that <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay 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 well i suppose mm-hmm. that after doing for him for 36 years he probably got them down to a pat now yeah. in terms of, right, <laughs> are I'm, you saying we cheat <laughs> well no, no i'm just saying that you you seem to scratch your ear quite a lot you know uh, it's fine anyway okay okay now we all work in luxury in this industry and and luxury is actually a, a very personal thing but what's your idea
1: for me I think that the, the top thing that that makes you stand up and excel is the level of a service that you provide and you know you can have the most quote luxury product luxury supplies but if the service isn't there then it's it's not a luxury product yes and and that's what we do in our business to set ourselves apart and make sure that the clients are getting that luxury experience when it comes to service.
0: And in your personal life, are there there any brands or services or experiences that you, you think, okay, that's luxury. I'm I'm able to enjoy that. I've made it. That adds to the quality of my life.
1: I think it's, I, I notice it most when I go and stay in hotels um, and I I see it more in in the hotels. They may be beautiful, uh, but when they've paid the real attention to the service, everybody in the hotel from, you know, the person that welcomes you on the door, the person that brings your luggage up to your room, all the way to the top, that's when you notice, I think, that that's a real luxury product. And, yeah, I was in Sorrento this weekend in a luxury hotel, family-owned, and you could just see it with every single member of staff um and i think it is something in italy that they they value that hospitality role and therefore they will train people uh in a way that perhaps we don't always do in here in the uk to make them understand that they they are valued and it's it it, it's a really good profession a really good vacation really good job and you see that in the level of the service so yeah i think in Maybe it's because of the industry I'm in, but in hospitality, you...
0: in ten years' time, you will retired. Um, <laughs> retired. Okay. Um, yes. Yes. Okay. Well, that, that's I'm not, it. <laughs> I'm not.
1: I'm not saying that I'm ready to retire yet, but um, what we do is very, very full on, and I feel like I do. I, I, I do sacrifice things, time with friends and family during the wedding season and i love it I, I really do enjoy it um i like to think in 10 years time i will be taking it easier than i do now i still have goals in my business and i still want to grow it even more and i still have plans and projects in mind so i'm not going anywhere yet but in 10 years time i might just be showing up at the at the odd wedding and and you know mainly retired
0: i've got to ask you about robert maxwell uh, and and um, I mean, most listeners probably won't know who he was, but he was a he was a crook businessman in the in the in the nineteen eighties. He owned a media conglomerate. He um um he he was about to go bust and then fell off the back of a boat. Mean um, always pushed or, or 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 was pushed or, or jumped. jumped. Or, <laughs> no one really knows. and <laughs> and, and, and and sadly his. His daughter's been involved in all kinds of shenanigans recently, but we, but, but we don't need to, to, to go into that. But um, and then he discovered sort of that there was no money in the kitty, and he'd been stealing from pension funds like that. But did you ever meet him? No,
1: I didn't meet him. I met his sons. Uh, so he he was the owner of Mirror Group Newspapers, yeah. And he bought a market research group that was called AGB, and that became part of the Empire. So we were we were quite removed. We worked quite closely with the market research. Team at Mirror okay. newspapers, Newspapers, um, but not so much directly with him. But uh, yeah,
0: okay. No, it was a. It, it mean it was a big news story anyway. in the in the in the early nineties anyway. Okay, and I mean, I guess this isn't Robert Waxwell, but um, who has influenced you in life, and what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Uh,
1: work, work to live, not live to work, was a great piece of advice, and I can't remember who gave me that. I think it's quite a, a common expression. I don't think I've got that balance right <laughs> it I mean
0: yes I mean it depends if you're an employer or an employee I think mm, yes because if you have your own business that is your is most of your life so it's 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 an interesting phase that like, because yes I mean I heard that 30 odd years ago but then again I was an employee in in a small accounts division of a, of a company that sold forklift trucks you know so and, and everyone was a was a machine. It was was part of the machine. So, yeah. but and uh, the the owner of the business was a guy in Sweden. You know who owned God knows how many different companies. So it's it's an interesting sort of phrase that I think.
1: Yeah,
0: Well, it doesn't apply in our business because everyone's small small company owned.
1: Yes, yeah, maybe that's right. So yeah, and 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 yeah. In terms of who's influenced me, I think when I first started out my working life, straight out of university. Um, and went to work for this company audience selection the managing director at the time was 26 years old and I remember being so impressed that she had achieved so much at at such a young age and she she inspired me I think from that time onwards and I've even I've, I've always been very fiercely ambitious to be the best at what I am doing at that time so I think she was quite inspirational. Um, and the other thing I haven't told you is that, that my husband was a Body Shop franchisee, as in Anita and, and Gordon. Oh, yes. Boddick, and they uh-huh. were, I think, hugely, I did meet them on several occasions, and they were hugely um, inspirational to, to both of us. And one of the things that Gordon said was that, you know, life is a journey and People come and go in your life and things happen in your life. And now that I've got to the stage where I am, I've realised that is exactly the, the case. You don't sort of come out of university these days and do the same thing for the rest of your life. You, you yeah. have to evolve. Life is a journey. You have to evolve with the circumstances that are thrown at you.
0: Let's turn to the negative things. What frustrates you? What irritates you?
1: Oh, people who don't have a work ethic. People who don't get good service. Or don't provide good service. All the things that I consider important to me in my business, the people that don't do that um, frustrate me. I guess.
0: As you very well know, naughty is a brand value of RSVP. <laughs> okay. No, so and and you went to Barry, so you must have done something naughty in your life, <laughs>
1: uh,
0: <laughs> and, and and it's probably continued since. So so, what have you done which is naughty, or you can tell us a naughty joke, or both.
1: So I think, um, I think, I, I think I alluded to earlier, I was quite a goody two shoes at, at, at school. I, I was quite frightened of my own shadow, and I think I only really found myself once I moved to London and started to become more confident in myself. People don't believe that I was actually very shy when I was at school, but I really was. But when my kids were um were younger, I used to have a Thursday night out with with my girlfriends, most of whom were, you know, other mums from from the kids' school. We on a Thursday night we used to go out, go into the West End, into, you know, into London, go to a bar, get drunk have to lie in the next morning it was a real struggle to get our kids to school I, I when i look back on it i think how terrible it was and you know we weren't really doing anything terrible but we just let our hair down uh, you know we've got stories of you know driving in cars down the finchley road somebody was driving us with our bras flying out of the window and <laughs> like, and i know that people in the rsvp community will look at me now and think really that was michelle but I think, I think I did all about letting my hair down and now I let other people do the partying and I just watch because I know I've done it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, you know, we could write a book. Yeah, you could do, you could do. Okay. I also say I could write a book about all the things that go on on weddings.
0: Well, yes, and... <laughs> and um, I've been saying that for a few years in terms of the <laughs> stories that I encounter, but also just all the planners which I know have all got stories. And yeah. it, it'd be a bestseller. It really yes. would be. I mean, people just not believe what goes on. We're coming to the end of our time there. But actually, just, just one more final question. You don't have a berry accent. And I suppose I don't anymore, although give me 10 minutes talking to my parents and... I'm I'm way back. When do you think you lost it, or did you never have it in the first place? I don't know. Maybe you, you, maybe you, you were brought up in a very, very posh home.
1: <laughs> there was an element of that. My mother did send me to elocution lessons, but when she used to complain about the way I spoke, I said, But you're sending me to school in Bury with people who come from <laughs> Ramsbottom and Rochdale and Todmorden. So, hey, what do you expect?
0: <laughs> don't knock Rami. Don't knock Rami. I went to primary school in Rami. I did. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I okay. think
1: I've been here a long time. I have not done anything specific. To try to lose it but yeah i just think I, I, I think it has gone having said that people meet me for the first time and do pick up that i ignore them i think there's still a twang there
0: me as well me as well yeah and i've been in london for 30 years now
1: yeah the same yeah
0: okay we are nearly at the end of our time together a very enjoyable half an hour so thank you michelle jacobs a fellow old clavian a downhill ski racer little miss Schweppes topless Finchley Road driver and in the spirit of dirty dancing you're having the time of your life thank you so much
1: (laughs) thank you James
0: thank you for listening if you wish to join RSVP please go to the website rsvp.club or email me james at rsvp.club our next large event is in Istanbul in April 2024 see you all next week